0: Welcome everybody to Great Lakes Backcountry the podcast. I'm Michael. Thanks for being back with us this week. We have an exciting episode again. We have Adam Knudsen. We are going to talk fishing on the Great Lakes. Adam is part of team hiatus charters. They have won the Ludington Offshore Classic, the Ludington Big Boys Tournament the last two years, and he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to fishing on the Great Lakes. He also is my co-host, I make appearances on a podcast called Great Lakes Real to Real. So if you have not checked that out yet, I encourage you to do so. But we're going to get into this podcast with Adam. Before we do, though, we have to thank our sponsors Ludington Yacht Sales, West Shore Bank, McGee Insurance Group, and Renegade Products USA. Also, do not forget on May 22nd is our Shaping Up the Shoreline event where We will be picking up trash along the shores of Lake Michigan. We are going to be doing it out of Ludington, Michigan. But no matter where you are around the Great Lakes, if you want to take that day and go pick up trash and report your totals to us, we will add them in and report our totals to Great Lakes Great Responsibility and help them reach their goal of 1 million pieces of trash being picked up around the Great Lakes. But with that said, let's get into this week's episode with Adam Knutson. All right, here we have with us, Adam Knutson. Adam, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, doing well.
0: And, uh, you know, the weather has been... Kind of chill, on the chilly side. Usually we have a little more warmer days this time of year to get out fishing, but it's been a little chilly. Uh, but we're going to talk fishing today. We're going to talk fishing on the Great Lakes. As sure. I said in the intro, you and your team hiatus has won the Luddington Offshore Classic. You've won the Luddington Big Boys. Um, you currently just won a large trout fish contest. Probably
1: brown trout. trout
0: a couple of weeks ago yep. so you got you got some good mojo going so you're a great guest to have on here so let's let's just dive right into it and we are going to dummy this down a little bit okay because on the real to real podcast it gets really technical and so we're gonna just dumb it down for our listeners so give us the overview of first off what you are thinking going into this fishing season 2021 into the summer.
1: Well, I you know, we're we're always hoping that there's going to be kings and that we're going to have good numbers of kings. Um you know, looking at how it's been going so far this spring, I don't know that that's an expectation that we'll reach, but um there are some kings around already up here, which is a little bit early, maybe a a, a couple weeks early, but we had that really warm March. So I think that everything's kind of a little bit ahead of itself. Um, but it's still early spring. You know, we're still spring fishing. So a lot of lake trout for us. Uh, we had a few decent days of brown trout fishing, but nothing that was uh, too, too crazy. Just, you know, a few fish here and there. Um, but the lake trout fishery is just tremendous. And it's already very good um the day we won that tournament we caught 28 fish um we caught oh i don't know we caught 18 lake trout and probably you know two hours or something yeah. so the, the fishing is really really good already um i bluegill fished this morning so that yeah. was you know the fisher are, are moving around and spring starting but it was uh Freeze warning last night here in, in beautiful Ludington. So, uh, you know, we're, it's still spring. Don't get ahead of it.
0: <laughs> right. So, yes, for our listeners, Adam fishes out at Ludington, Michigan, where we're from. And uh, you do, I'd say, 99% of your fishing right out of that Ludington port. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, for the most part. We, we don't travel very much. Um, you know, we do... We do some uh, Lake Erie fishing, uh, but we, we uh, go with people there. We don't, uh, or we'll bring a small boat. Uh, but for the most part, uh, all of our salmon fishing is out of Ludington. Um, You know, we we pretty much stay between Manistee and Pentwater, uh, yeah. sometimes Silver Lake. So pretty much just between the points there.
0: Yeah. So if people are wondering about the points, we're talking about the two lighthouses, Sabo Point. Yeah. Um,
1: Little point Sabo and big point Sabo.
0: Yep. From uh, Pentwater to Manistee. Uh, so we're going to get into salmon fishing, but let's we'll get a little technical here. What were you catching of your lake trout on in that tournament?
1: Pretty much every... <clears throat> so pretty much lake trout fishing is kind of transitioned away from dodgers and cowbells and that sort of thing which is a more traditional way. And we're, we're using uh, Spin Doctors, um, Chrome Dreamweaver Spin Doctors, and variations of Spin Doctors. But they allow us to go faster uh, and still fish. So you can run spoons and Spin Doctors for trout at the same time and, and really produce fish on all of it. It also allows you to go fast enough to where you could potentially get into um, some Kings if they're around, or steelhead or, or whatever for that matter. Up in this part of the lake, we don't catch very many steelhead this time of year because they spawn in the spring, and then they fall out of the rivers, and uh, nobody really knows where they go. Uh, once in a while, you'll catch one that's post-spawn. We'll call it a fallback. Um, but uh, for the most part, this time of year, it's it's lake trout and brown trout if they're around, and and then um, you know the kings when they start showing up. But okay. almost it was spinning glow whirly gigs and, and, uh, and spin doctors.
0: Okay. So I was going to ask you if somebody's planning a trip in the next month over to uh, Lake Michigan to fish, what w- advice would you give them to, you know, baits to have on board?
1: Yeah. So, uh, this time of year, you know, we run a lot you know, our, our lake trout stuff is, is, um, you know, white back spoons, uh, wart frogs. Um, you know, we'll run some yaks. We run a lot of yaks right now. They, a lot of guys are fishing mini streaks, which is a silver streak, um, a little bigger than a walleye spoon, smaller than a like a super slim from Dreamweaver. Uh, we do fish a lot of super slims this time of year. I like to fish mag spoons this time of year, so it's really a pretty good variation. Um, a lot of blues. Uh, a lot of greens, um, reds, uh, oranges, you know, some colder colder water stuff that you would think of. Yeah. Now, we still fish some body baits, too. We'll fish some rapalas and some storms.
0: Okay, great. Uh, the St. Joe Fishing Tournament just wrapped up, and I'm sure yeah. you were, you know, keeping tabs on that as I was, and they were catching cohoes like crazy down there.
1: They were. Uh, did you see who won?
0: i did not who won joel,
1: joel devries who we uh did talked he? About earlier this year I, I called him he said hello uh but uh yeah they uh they caught some kings down in michigan city so they ran all the way back to michigan city i think it's about 35 miles and they caught some kings down there and um uh, and but there's a, the coho fishing has been really really good and, and the lake trout fishing down there is phenomenal as well yeah. um So Joel
0: DeVries, boat is Fin Scout, correct? Yes. Yes. And Adam and I interviewed him on the Great Lakes Real to Real podcast, a great guy. Um, But, you know, he has that new boat this year, so he can run 35 miles, catch those kings.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's a pretty nice boat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's great for him. But what did did you talk to Joel about what were they using in southern part of Lake Michigan to catch those kings?
1: So they, they caught those kings. I don't want to give up too much because I don't want Joel calling me. But uh, they were, they were using rotators and flies, so okay. they were fishing a you know pretty traditional king program. Um, didn't sound like a big spoon bite for the kings, but I don't know how many kings they caught either. It only took a couple right. really to make a big difference in your box. You know, like when we uh, up here, we we'll we have our twelve fish weights our. 115 to 135 145 and you're kind of in the mix and down there they were weighing like you know 70 70 75 pounds for twelve fish so not a lot of kings but you know one or two medium to large kings would really uh make a difference in your box
0: yeah because it comes down to weight and i talked to mark williams after the tournament and you know he caught his fish every day he just lacked the weight so if you're able to get those kings you know and get that weight up it kind of puts you over the edge
1: yeah if you're if you're tournament fishing there's two the, the important things in tournament fishing is if there's kings around anywhere you have to catch them um but but more important than that is that if you can weigh 12 fish you have to have 12 fish to weigh right. and uh, that's very important cuz you get 10 points for each fish. So a one pound fish is worth 11 points, you know, so uh, if you can average 10 pounds on 12 fish, you know, you're, you're sitting in a, in a good place, then you're 120 plus 120. So uh, 240 points is a pretty good score. Yeah, You have to catch your fish. If you don't catch your fish, you're really uh, giving yourself a big crutch
0: maybe let's uh let's fast forward a little bit before we get into your fishing and your summer program um let's say it's middle of june into middle of july uh you're heading to lake michigan to fish Uh, what type of programs should guys be looking at running to have some success
1: so traditionally june and july um are not really strong months for kings in lake michigan um on the Lake Michigan side um, they catch a lot of kings in June and July in lake in Wisconsin um, The fish tend to migrate up that shoreline no one really knows exactly why. Um, so in if you're fishing out of Luddington or somewhere in our area um, primarily you're going to catch lake trout uh, We don't tend to see kings until about. The second week, second to third week of July is when our kings will kind of show up. Um, we do get a run of kings usually around Memorial Weekend. So, uh, but then they they're pretty much gone by the middle of June. So, um, if the offshore fishing is good, uh, if the you get temperature breaks offshore is what you're looking for, where you have these massive um, breaks where it'll be maybe 60 degrees. And then in four miles, it's 45 on the surface. And you have these big lines, that call them scum lines. Uh, we haven't really seen that in the last five or six years. The offshore fishery has just never really set up. Um, and generally what it takes is some warm weather and then a big north wind. And then a couple of calm days and that water will separate and then set back up. Um, so, you know, we're, we're generally fishing um, mainly lake trout. In, in June. And, and then, um, you know, the, the first part of July.
0: Well, the Ludington offshore classic is in the second week of July, correct? I did. And you are uh, a two-time champion, one for each division, the big boys division, and then the offshore classic, the regular tournament division. So you had some success catching Kings that second week of July for a couple years now.
1: Yeah, well, we had, uh, we're very good at catching large lake trout, and um, that's what won us both of those tournaments, our ability, but, you know, the the big boys last year, there was no boat caught 12 fish either day, except for us, so we did it both days, mm-hmm. and so that, getting those, tw- you know, 120 points just on our fish both days, um, but we... We had really good lake trout both days so we you know we had strong a strong box of trout maybe a nine pound average on our lake trout you can weigh nine so there's 81 pounds and then whatever we had it with our silverfish or our others as we call them because you can weigh a lake trout coho king salmon uh, brown trout anything um other than a, if i i didn't mean to say lake trout steelhead <laughs> steelhead coho king salmon and brown trout are your others Uh, other than lake trout so you're only allowed to weigh nine fish of one species and so you have to produce those three other fish which is a really cool thing about Ludington's tournament because it's very it's not a one you can't be a one-trick pony you have to be able to do all of it you have to be able to catch multiple species
0: so what was the other fish three fish that you weighed were they salmon
1: I do believe both days they were, no, uh, day one. So the offshore last year, day one was, uh, we had two kings and we, so it's actually a pretty good story if you want a story. Yeah. So day one of the offshore, um, it's a, or of the big boys. um, We are fishing our lake trout. We catch our lake trout. Uh, We have one or two kings at this point we're kind of running out of time we have 11 fish to weigh and so we run back to the pier heads in Ludington and we set up um, on the north pier and right at the 45 in the pier where it turns we hit a a nine palm steelhead and we caught it in the middle of the day and that was our 12th fish and little did we know no one else caught 12 fish, and we had a really good box of fish. And then day two, we uh, ran to Manistee, and we caught all of our trout in less than an hour. We added a nine trout. And they were decent trout, but they were smaller. And we knew with the points, the way that the points work, if, if we caught nine trout, and that's all we caught, and they were decent sized trout, that we were pretty, pretty much, we had a good lead, so we were pretty confident. But we got a phone call, I think. Yeah, that they were catching some kings straight out of Manistee. So we ran there and we caught uh, caught our our others and we had our full box. And then we ran back to Big Point Sable, and we had a spot there that we've been fishing a little bit and we caught two more kings there. And then we ran in and, the, but the celebration started at about 10 because we had all our fish out at about 10 o'clock. So it was
0: pretty fun and what time did you have to be in that day? 2 <laughs> 2 yeah so
1: you're <laughs> I I drive so um I'm the sober driver when yeah. when we fish uh tournaments. Well,
0: so yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because I don't I don't think people realize how important driving the boat is as far as the troll, the speed, um all that. So why don't you touch base on that a little bit? Well, I
1: think that I've 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 talked about this some on on real to real outdoors. I we've talked about it on on the podcast before. And uh, when the when the water is all the same temperature, I don't know that it's quite as critical. Um, and if you're fishing in an area of the lake where there isn't strong currents, it's not quite as critical. Um, but we up here when the water is warm, we're fishing primarily sixty foot and deeper um and we drive entirely our speed is predicted by our fish hawk which is a, a underwater probe that we run on a downrigger whatever which that you would is.
0: say is one of the most important pieces of equipment to have
1: i feel Under that oh sam i
0: fish. feel it is
1: um if you're fishing the southern basin in the spring early spring it's really you're fishing the top 15 20 feet of water so you're your top speed, your GPS speed, and your underwater speed, probably pretty similar. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, in Loddington we have a tremendous amount of current, um, probably more than anywhere else that I've experienced. Um, it's, uh, it's difficult to read that current, but there's a lot of tricks and tips to, you know, get yourself lined up. You're looking at your divers, um, your diver rods, how they pull, You're looking at your planer boards, how they're pulling. You're looking at your probe. You're changing just two or three degrees at a time, sometimes just one or two degrees at a time. And then the biggest thing is being able to repeat it. So if something is successful, if you have all of the, you know exactly how you did it the first time, if you repeat that a lot, many times it'll work over and over, but you have to pay attention to all of those little details. But, you know, I think in a tournament situation, if you have a dedicated driver, someone that is just paying attention to speed direction, what the fish are coming on, they're doing the communications, they're handling all of the data logging that we would do. Um, you know, it's, it's a huge advantage, like, but that speaks to my team. I don't, I don't need to go to the back of the boat. Um, I'm generally not welcome back there right. for very short stints of time. They they allow me the pleasure of becoming part of the back. But uh, no, I mean my guys are they're they're solid fishermen. Every one of those guys can do every everything on the boat. You know, Mike is a great captain, a great boat driver, a great fisherman, one of the best on rods and setting rods that I've ever seen. You know, we got Nick and Steve and Doug and Dennis and uh, Dan. I mean, they're all in Greg. uh, You know, most of them have boats, have ran boats before. You know um, they're, they're just solid guys. They don't, they don't make a lot of mistakes. Um, they don't need a lot of help. They, they ask for what they need. You know, for me, I get, you know, I make sure that the boat try to get to keep the fish behind the boat and keep the speed as fast as we can go and still, uh, managing the fish. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a fine line when we talk fishing on the great lakes and we've talked about this on the reel to Real podcast. But that line is the information we put out because from technical to the weekend fishermen. You know, you have the luxury of fishing almost every day or as often as you can living right here in Ludington. Not many people have that luxury. And most of the people that fish the Great Lakes come over for a weekend or, you know, they have a boat Uh, And they trail it to the Great Lakes, you know, on a Saturday morning or something. So give that guy who lives around the Great Lakes, does not have the luxury to fish, you know, three times a week. Give that guy or woman, you know, three or four tips to look for this upcoming season when fishing on the Great Lakes.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I mean... Communi- communication is the key to the whole thing. It, it'll make you more successful. Um, if you having a network is phenomenal. If you have one, if you don't, you should work on having one. Um, but your network doesn't have to necessarily be other fishermen directly. It could be fishing reports. It could be um, you know paying attention to wave direction, wind direction.
0: Bait uh, and walk- tackle shops.
1: Bait and tackle shops. I mean, they're the. So uh, take Camchucks, chucks, right? They're in the business of making you catch fish so that you buy stuff from Camchucks. chucks. It's a great philosophy, but they're going to give you good information. You know, they're going to, um, you know, I'll say, you know, we fish uh, probably a hundred days a year, maybe a little bit more on, on Lake Michigan. And, you know, we had kind of have a weekend plan where we just, We don't necessarily go where the boats are. We try to go where the boats aren't and fish our own fish and just get away from it. And, uh, you know, I I don't think that when there's a hundred boats in one area that it's productive for anyone. Um, I, I, you know, I think people, uh, they always think like, Oh, that's where the boats are. That's where I got to go to fish. Well, it's not, it's not necessarily true. There's fish most areas. There's some fish,
0: right? Isn't that amazing though? that you'll go out a lot fishing out of Ludington on a Saturday morning and you have the whole great lake the whole Lake Michigan right there in front of you and 70 boats are all in one area it's crazy
1: it's uh, it's crazy you know I think if if I had a boat on a trailer I would just I would pay attention to uh, as many different if you have a boat on a trailer you don't have to go to Ludington, you don't have to go to Manistee. You don't. I mean, you can go wherever the fish are, right. and there's enough information for free available, mainly on Facebook, um, fishing reports and people's pictures that they're posting where they're going. And there's tons of forums, and you know, I mean, if you want to go specifically target kings, um, you know, go to one of those watch watch Facebook and see where those kings are, and, and go to those ports.
0: Yeah, what, can you name a couple forums on Facebook that you know of that people can oh, go to?
1: Yeah, uh, Monst- monsters of the Great Lakes, I think it's called. Okay. Let me hold on. Let me pull up my Facebook, and I'll and I'll tell you exactly um, what it is. Because
0: um, hey. there's a ton of them, and I'm while going, you're looking that up, I'm gonna plug your video series that you have going. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube called Real to Real Outdoors. So if you're listening, go to YouTube in the search bar, put in real to real outdoors. And Adam has created this video series where he sits down. He calls it a captain's round table where he sits down with other fishing captains on the Great Lakes and they pick a topic and talk about that topic for about 30, 45 minutes. And so those videos, every time you post one gets thousands of views, it seems right away. And so, you know, people are gaining valuable information from those videos. So if you're listening, go to YouTube real to real outdoors, check out the videos. Also, as Adam has said, him and I have done real to real podcast. It's called Great Lakes real to real. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can search that. We've had some great captains as guests. On that podcast so you can go back and listen listen to those interviews and gain some valuable information
1: yeah so some of my favorite um yeah it it uh you know real to real outdoors is it, there's a lot of i i feel like there's a lot of good information it might it might not be like 101 information but it's you know it's solid there's all of the captains that I have on the show are really good fishermen. And, and I learned from the show, you know, I mean, I learned from other people's tricks and, and things that they do that they're, that they're willing to share, which is really cool that guys are willing to share um, that information. But um, yeah, like a couple of the Facebook um, pages that I follow um, definitely, uh, definitely uh, steelhead manifesto. That's a, that's a good page, especially for river fishing. Um, a lot of good information there on that one. Um, there's, oh, let's see monsters from the great lakes. That's the name of it. That's run by a friend of mine. Very good page. Um, they talk a ton about salmon and, and different things on salmon. And it's a good place to ask questions. I think people give quality answers on that page. Um, let's see what else, uh, great lakes angler magazine group. That's kind of all different great lake aspects. Yeah. Um, Kings of the Great, Lake, Kings of Great Lakes is another one. I don't know. There's, there is just a, a pile of them as far as that goes. But you know, also like clubs too. You know, Steelheaders Clubs organizations. Um, there's Manistee Sport Fishing organization um you know letting charter boat organization which you can join as not a charter boat um but get involved in those things and meet those people and um you know volunteer at one of their events or or whatever it is it's a, it's really a great way to kind of expand on your network and keep that going yeah you know at,
0: what do you see what do you see as far as the future of fishing on the great lakes are you encouraged by it or are you a little concerned
1: well, you know we we have a we had a a, a mussel get into the lake. Everybody knows the zebra mussel, but it's really not the problem. The zebra mussel is kind of more of a nuisance to uh, intakes and that sort of thing, like a power plant intake or or some kind of freshwater intake. The problem is the quagga mussel, which is a very close relative, lives in far deeper water, filters most of the nutrients out of the bottom of the lake. Um, so you start to see are bait fish struggling to get um, food because the zooplankton that that the bait fish eat, well, they compete with the, the um, quagga mussel for the same food, plankton and, and smaller uh, you know, single cell organisms, that sort of thing. So you have this trend where the, the water in Lake Michigan is much clearer than it's ever been, but there's less nutrients, it's more locked up in that bottom of the food chain So they cut the plants on kings drastically. Lake Huron crashed in the early 2000s. Um, They literally didn't have fish for a decade. Uh, They didn't want to see that happen in Lake Michigan. So they cut the plants, it was purposely done. Um, They reduced the king plants to really pretty low numbers. But um, we've kind of turned the corner on this and the quagga mussels have started to drop off, which is um, their biomass tends to explode plateau and then fall back down and remain at a certain level they're probably never going to you know they're not going to die off and go away but they they generally plateau up here and then fall back down um where so now you know you're you're starting to see the el-wife population come back there's more year classes of l wife which is good um they want to see you know very multiple multiple year class different years of of uh, ELWIFE, which is our bait fish. Um, people ask, can you, why don't they just raise bait fish in the, in the- um,
0: Right, it, I hear it, that a lot. Well,
1: if they, if they raise, if all of our facilities, this is my understanding, the way that I understand the science, but if all of the, the fish hatcheries in Michigan, Indiana, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, everywhere, Canada, they all raised bait fish. It would feed the king population for like three days. So if the bait fish can't survive on their own, there's no way that we can provide the bait fish. Um, kings are picky eater. They only eat suspended fish. They don't eat off the bottom. They won't eat the own goby. Um, they don't eat sculpin. So they're going to eat possibly small bloater chubs. They're going to eat... Smelt, which are actually making a little bit of a rebound lately, and then the alwife. So, if there's no alwife, the alwife is going to be ninety percent of their diet or more. So, if there's no owl life for them to eat, then you know they you're not going to have a healthy fish population. So, with all of that being said, the alwife yeah. turned the corner, and they're definitely coming back. We're seeing more and more bait every year, which is good. um There's it, You know, we're starting to see some bait offshore, some bait, you know, not in harbors. There's almost always bait in harbors. That's not a good indicator of how much bait's around. Um, But they're gonna keep um, upping the plants and keep the plants going, which is a good thing. Um, They're gonna plant more kings next year. And I think for the next four years, they're gonna increase that number every year. Okay. it's reassuring, you know. I it's going to take a few years before those fish are really something that we're going to be catching, but um, you know, I I always said that when this all started, I I was willing to accept lower fish numbers for you know five ten years as long as my kids could catch salmon, yeah. and I think that there's a good probability that uh, that that that'll be the case. So yeah,
0: oh well, that's great. I mean, yeah, I think we all agree long are gone are the days you'd go out in Ludington and catch 20 salmon, you know, like fill a box in a couple hours.
1: Yeah, not not day after day. I don't, you know, and I, I don't think that, I don't think the fish, I don't think that the lake can still support the number of salmon that it used to be able to. And a lot of that has to do with the the quagga mussel. And if the owl wife would eat the quagga mussel, then we'd be fine, but it doesn't eat, it doesn't work that way.
0: Do you think that more people are fishing now than they were 20 years ago?
1: Yeah, I think that there's more people. Well, I don't know. I think that the uh, I think there's less salmon fishermen than there used to be. Um, I think that the pandemic has definitely caused a, an explosion in people fishing, yeah. and panfish and and walleyes and and um, you know all all different species salmon fishing is very expensive yeah Uh, it's it's very expensive to get into you know i mean it's uh to fish at a really high level um it's a i couldn't do it if i didn't charter Uh, but at the same point you, you you know you pick your good days and you can get out there in a 16 foot 17 foot boat with just a couple rods and um you know if you're if you're wanting to target lake trout it's pretty easy to catch those in a small boat, especially in the springtime when the, when yeah. the water's very cold.
0: Yeah. That's well, great stuff.
1: Great they're they're good eating fish.
0: So. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay. I got two things left sure. with you, Adam. Uh, first, once you talk about your tournament schedule this coming season, what's that looking like for you so people can watch out for a hiatus out on sure. the Great Lakes?
1: Um, so we are only going to fish uh, Luddington.
0: That's it. Not Manistee? No.
1: Uh, we, we went to Manistee last year. Um, it only really worked out that way because we, my, my wife and I and our kids were going to the UP and my brother-in-law and his kids and my sister were going to Florida. And obviously all of that got canceled with the pandemic. So we happened to be home and we decided to go to Anastasia and fish. We had a great time up there. Um, the Budweiser Pro-Am is a fun, fun, fun uh, tournament, and we I'm glad we went up there. We were very successful up there. We took second in the women's and third in the big tournament and everything, but um, this year we'll be fishing charters. So it's its hard for us um, to take a weekend off to go fish a tournament, so we do um, Ludington. That's kind of like our vacation.
0: Okay. and. Grand Haven, I heard this year has got a big money pot.
1: They do twenty thousand dollars guarantee first guaranteed
0: place. first place, so I'm sure that's going to attract a lot of fishermen, you know, to yeah, that event. It, that's
1: a it's a great tournament. They had excellent fishing last year. Um, they had really good king for a long time last year. Okay. Um, probably the best king fishing that they've had in probably since 2012
0: or 2013. Okay, great. Uh, How can people contact you if they want to go fishing with you this summer?
1: Oh, well, they should contact us soon because we're very, very much booked. Um, But we do have some open open dates. And um, probably the easiest way uh, would be to go to hiatischarters.com. And uh, you can do everything right there. You can inquire on a date, that sort of thing. Um, They can call me as well, so 231 five one zero seven zero two zero um you, and i'd be happy to get them set up um we do have uh another boat uh, well a couple other boats that we fish with on a regular basis and um so and one of those is available a little bit to us during the week um to run two trips instead of just one so is that we
0: have uh, some open so, is that sorry kids or
1: no uh actually uh feeding time kevin okay boat. yeah so um we'll be do running a few more trips than, than what we would normally do but uh we don't have a lot of dates left we only have i think 4 or 5 days in yeah. August left and only a few in July as well so um I, well, that's what
0: you get for winning those tournaments people want to fish with you
1: yeah we you know we try to just make sure people have a really good time and yeah and, uh, catch fish and and you know enjoy their time on the water so yeah. uh, but there's a lot of great captains in Ludington, and you know, give us a call. We'll we'll get you in touch with somebody, or take us, or we'll if you take one of our days that we have open, we'll take you.
0: Yeah. All right. We uh, you know, on real to real, we have that segment, Doc Tales. Uh, yeah, that's on, fun. On, on this podcast. We have a little segment we call uh, Chill Time, Vacation Time. Um, and so I want you to tell me if a family is considering a vacation on the Great Lakes. Not necessarily boating related, but just a vacation destination on the Great Lakes. Give us your top, uh, give me your top two or three, but you have to tell me why, a quick one, two sentence, why they should go to that place.
1: Well, I feel like you just have to say Frankfurt.
0: Yeah, (laughs) everybody says Frankfurt.
1: That's it. I'm joking. Frankfurt's great, but I'm 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 joking there uh, because on our podcast every time we ask somebody to say Frankfurt, um, I would say if you have younger children, um, I think London's a great place. I, I, you know, if you have teenagers, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe Grand Haven or, or like Door County over in Wisconsin, um, where there's a lot of like older kids activities, but there's a ton of great family things to do in Lovington. The camping is tremendous, the state park is beautiful. Um, there's public beaches, seven, eight, 10 miles of public beaches everywhere. Um, Hamlin Lake is very underrated, uh, phenomenal fishery, excellent recreational lake. You have the PM River, which is a beautiful, uh, yeah most pristine trout streams in the in the world, you know, and right here in our backyard. So um Luddington Hamlin
0: Lake, you just have to be careful if you're boating on Hamlin Lake. It, A lot of stumps, tree stumps.
1: If you're in the southern southern part of the main lake, you gotta be you, be you very should careful. Ask, ask good questions before you go boating on, on uh, Hamlin. Okay,
0: so we have Luddington. Give me Yeah
1: Luddington I would say for sure. Um I really like Charlevoix. Right. Uh, Charlevoix is a really cool city um if you're boating in Charlevoix area you can go all the way to Boyne uh you can go to Elk Rapids you can go to Boyne City all on Lake Charlevoix which it's tremendous it's really cool back in there and then you're you're in the Traverse Bay for the most part or right on the mouth of it you can go into Traverse City you can go over to Northport cool little town uh Leelanau's great little town So there's all kinds of cool places um, as a boating destination, but also um, Charlotte was, you know, they have a splash pad there right downtown and they, and we have one in Ludington too, but um, there's lots of uh, cool stuff, lots of shops, lots of places to walk around. And it gives you that real, like up North, you know, the, the Northern Michigan, what it's all about.
0: And Petoskey's not far away.
1: Petoskey's right there. Yep.
0: Oh yeah. That's a good sleeper. Yep
1: so uh i mean grand haven is grand haven a pretty cool town and they have a cool on the beach um that it's a cool town there's a lot of cool stuff in grand haven holland's right there there's neat stuff there muskegon's you know just a few miles away um if you've never been to grand haven area i would recommend it yes. so
0: sure. awesome well i appreciate you joining us adam and being on the podcast i know you uh have a busy schedule right now and you're gearing up for the, you know, summer fishing season with all your charters and everything. What's, uh, what's one of the things you're working on right now, as far as your boat, and your equipment?
1: Well, <laughs> we did a lot to the boat um, over the winter. Um, we have a new top. Um, we have a new uh, radar GPS system from Furuno. We're very excited about that um lots of fancy new lighting and and that sort of things um but um you know we're just right now we're we're kind of ramping up getting ready to go we we start um charters this weekend and uh we will pretty much be running most weekends until July or until into June and then we'll start running during the week as well um i've been doing just a uh, a fair amount of just fishing so it's um you know fun fishing and right. uh Captain George on the freestyle. I've been fishing with him some and Kevin um you know from Feeding Time and Dennis Plamondon from Clocked Out. So we we've had a just a kind of a fun spring so far. It's been it's been nice to just get out and kind of enjoy the water.
0: Yeah. I'll have to say that I walked past hiatus uh about a week ago and you guys have that new top in the rod holders. I've never yep. seen so many rods on a boat in my life. <laughs> I, I like, I bet you had 30, 40 rods on that boat.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. So we actually, um, <laughs> we, we had them remove some of the rod holders from the arch because it was too heavy. Um, with When you filled it with rods, it was just too much weight. And the, it, so uh, we cut it back down, but we, we generally carry at least 60 rods with us at all times.
0: 60 rods. So
1: there's no sleeping on the hiatus. The There's rod. no beds. It's all tackle full, storage. Full
0: of rods, yeah.
1: 60 truck.
0: rods. Well, that's great. Well, Adam, I appreciate it. We'll catch up with you here soon. Thanks for, uh, sorry we couldn't do this in person. I know you were busy out at the college and stuff, but I appreciate you jumping on Zoom there at the house and getting this done with me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, doing some fishing and getting out on the water. So all it's right. time. Get your stuff ready. It's time yep. to go.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. See you, Adam. Well, there he is, Adam Knudsen, just a wealth of knowledge. We said it in the interview, but he's been part of a tournament team that's won the Ludington Offshore Classic, the Big Boys Tournament. So if you have any questions about fishing out of Luddington, the Ludington surrounding areas, or the Great Lakes in general, don't hesitate. Just reach out to them on Facebook Hiatus Charters or just Google Hiatus Charters Ludington, Michigan and find their website him and his partner Micah another great guy they'll answer any questions that you have but we always enjoy talking to Adam and we'll have him on again this summer I'm sure to talk fishing and we'll probably talk about the Ludington tournament as it gets closer don't forget, guys, the Shaping Up the Shoreline event is approaching quickly. May 22nd, 1 to 3 o'clock, we'll be picking up trash along the shoreline. If you have any questions, GreatLakesBackCountry at gmail.com. Again, GreatLakesBackcountry@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Do not forget to follow us on our social media pages. Uh, YouTube has some videos up. Um, you can check them out. Also, we have some videos of some boat tours coming up that you might enjoy. We're going to get on some boats and show you their setups to bring you some valuable information about boats on the Great Lakes. But also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can communicate with us through those channels, and we will have some giveaways coming up, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. Again, a big thank to our sponsors, McGee Insurance Group, Renegade Products, West Shore Bank, and Ludington Yacht Sales for making all this possible but until next time get out there guys be safe enjoy the great lakes we've had a little cold spell in the weather but hopefully we're gonna turn the corner and there's some bright sunny days ahead so enjoy the great lakes and we'll talk to you soon